This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products, as you know, on my own lawn as well as my customers, and I think you should. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they produce. They use ingredients that are rarely, if ever, used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code JROCKLAWNCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident with their products that you can... And if you're not happy with the results, you can just get in touch with them up to 90 days later. Go to totallawn.co.uk. And- Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's J-Rock's Lawn Care Gardening Podcast. And this week it is titled Winding Down Your Lawn. And it is episode number 25. God, episode 25, that means we've been going for about 6 months now. What is just, you know, first looking at it, I really didn't know if we are going to be able to pull out weekly content and keep consistent. But, you know, we've proved that we can and that we can move forward and still produce content for you guys So and girls. So by the looks of it, I mean, by our stats, we do have about 10% of our listeners that are female, the rest are male. And it's just great to have you listening on board and taking something, hopefully, from these podcasts that you can then push forward to either your home loan or your business. So it's just fantastic. I was funny enough, because it's a six-month point, I thought, I wonder if I'm on any of the rankings anywhere and after just a quick Google of sort of gardening podcasts UK, I came across a blog that I've never seen before. I don't really keep in touch with where the blog is sort of rating us, where we are totally listening on anything else for the podcast. And looking at it, we're actually ranked on this like personalized blog where someone's looked into it and they've rated it through, you know, like people's following as well as you know, how your podcast performs and all the rest of it. And at the minute, we're ranked 11 out of 25, and we're not even six, well, just over six months old now. So it's just fantastic to see. It's a nice little boost. Obviously, if you look on iTunes, we're a bit further down that chart, simply because most of the gardening content out there that is podcast-wise is aimed towards more actual gardening, you know, so it's things like growing your own veg from home and all this sort of stuff in the RHS podcast. So they are all ranked at that little bit higher, whereas we're kind of this hybrid podcast that I don't seem to feel like we've got a proper, you know, category to be in. So they're they're all above on the iTunes, and that's brilliant to see, you know, fantastic for them. But we'll see how this goes in the next six months. One thing I'm going to say on it is, for anyone that's been listening for long enough now, you'll know that I've always kind of had issues with the audio on and off, and, you know, I've tried different rooms in the house, I've literally recorded these podcasts under a blanket to try and dampen the noise, uh, like all the background noise. I've tried different methods and different bits of madness. And, you know, it's just each episode slightly different. And trust me, I do listen to these back and I understand how they sound used. So while some years might not mind, I know others are sort of a bit of a perfectionist with the audio and they want it top notch. So I just want to reassure you now that maybe not this season, but definitely going into the next season, sort of after Christmas, I'm going to invest in a proper sort of podcast setup. Yes, I'm not going to get a sound booth, right? I live in a little bungalow. Um, I'm not going to get a little uh, booth, but 
I am going to get proper mics and all the rest of it just so the audio is a bit more consistent so the information I put across can be a bit better received and I think that's all I can really do and you know again as I always say your feedback is always welcomed as long as it's constructive then I really don't mind but if it's one of them that it does put you off then let me know you know it would be great to hear if you mind how it sounds or if it's not or if you don't but no that's that just over six months old and we're now in the season this is like the two minutes weather report from Sam Jarocki and um, we're now within the season of the Leafs are well and truly coming down the last sort of week and a half two weeks for sure we've seen more leaf fall across all the rest of our gardens and you know it's one of them that Leafs seem to get into the gardens even if they don't have trees there they just make their way there through the high winds and all the rest of it so but funny enough going on from like two years ago we were speaking about this actually last night that yesterday so fireworks night was actually two years to the day that my other half met my son so you know she's like stepmother to him now and we were saying that two years ago it was crazy that we were at firework night when they first met and it was baltic it was pouring down it was this it was that and now it's actually really very mild. So you're probably still finding this, that you're getting an extra one to three cuts on either your customer's loans or your loan's still growing. And, you know, that's fantastic. All I would say with it is if you're still cutting your own loan, fantastic. You don't need to, you know, follow a last cut by date or, you know, by marking on calendar. But just have a look outside, see what your loan's doing, and then sort of operate from there. So... This one is winding down your loan, episode number 25, as I've said, and it's really just because we're more or less at that point now where we are coming into the last few cuts, if not the last cut, and although it's a bit more mild, there's still certain things that you need to look out for in a DIY, even if it's not your own loan, but your customers, that you can do just to make sure that you're still getting that good finish, and then you're not ruining it, because as most years are probably looking outside now and you're starting to see maybe the grass blade's starting to yellow a bit, I know I have and you know I apply treatments more or less all year round now to my lawn and over the last sort of week I've started seeing some of the blades yellow and you know it's getting a bit boggier, you can see a lot more the, like damp, uh, the wet soil underneath them grass blades kind of showing through, especially if you're living somewhere where you know you've got high fences one side and it's it's really not getting much sunlight now then that's what this podcast is about here. I'm just going to talk through it all and how to wind down your loan from not only what you can put down to help it, but also the equipment that you're using and all the rest of it. So now that we're getting this way, also may I add, I know that other places in the UK, funny enough, northeast of Scotland, where I am, we haven't hit the first frost yet, whereas I know a lot of years up to more or less a week ago, if maybe not so long, much longer in places, uh, you've started getting your first frost, that's fine as well. You can still be doing these sort of things because trust me, the grass blades will still be growing even though it's getting a first frost in the morning. We've got such mild temperatures in the afternoon that you know it, it is still going to be moving just very slowly. So what have I been up to lately? Um, quite honestly, I've been chasing my tail and just to let you know where I am within my own lawn and my business, absolutely chase my tail it happens every year it comes around this point of time and as soon as we lose that hour by the clocks going back although I can start earlier it's just been a nightmare you know I sort of struggle to get the last one or two cuts in so 
it's gotten to the point where a lot of last week's cuts because of the heavy rain and the lack of light they've just been pushed into this week so all i would say is if this happened to you don't panic about it literally just move it forward into the next week and just find time where you can where you maybe used to have a little 15 minute break just try and get another grass cut in there and sort of start tying yourself up for this winter period but for myself i've been starting as early as i physically can on the on the days where i've been doing my full days we're looking up here at the moment you, your first light is around 7 15 where you can actually see sunrise doesn't fully happen until about half seven and then last light is around about half four you know i've been caught out twice in the last you know eight days of being hitting that last light and you know depending on if it's uh very clouded or whatnot above then it depends whether it's unworkable at half four or or if you can still go to about quarter five so with the lights coming uh the lights coming in the door the days are getting shorter and that's just where i'm at where i'm at with it and you know just don't panic just move it to the right if you need to everyone understands this time of year that the days are getting shorter and you can only do so much and it's the same at your home loan you're probably coming back from a full day's shift at work and then going to pull the mower out turn around and it's pitch black so just play it by ear and just fit it in where you physically can so now that i'm starting earlier and i'm sort of in the process where i'm also lining up pruning work so anything from pruning trees in sort of january time to sort of hedges mainly in november i've got one big one in december that takes me a good full day maybe a day and a half with a lack of light but i've got that coming up as well so hedges are definitely going to carry me through november start of december and then it's going to be just mostly pruning work and a lot of maintenance and clearance jobs through sort of january february time from that as well one tip that i've been doing uh anyone that i've been servicing that's also got driveways just before I leave the job, I haven't even mentioned it to the client, but I've been actually getting the sizes of the driveways so I can get pressure washer rates already in the back of my head. I put it down in my notes, and all it means is that if it comes to a point where I'm like, right, I've got a couple of weeks uh, quiet period, then all I'll do is I'll send an email out to everyone, kind of on the back of what we spoke about last week. So if you haven't checked out that podcast, then maybe check it out. And that was basically just what you can do through winter and I talked about using MailChimp what is an email platform where you can put everyone's email addresses in and send out group emails okay so you can offer services at a like a group rate it's fantastic bit of you know engineering online that you can use to your full potential and you know bring work into your business while using it so anyway I've been measuring them keeping a little bank of driveway sizes and all the rest of it and I can push that out for pressure washing through sort of December, January, February time as well if I choose so. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. So the loan, winding down your loans. The first one that I want to say is treatments. So this one's just a bit of a reminder on if you haven't put down an autumn fertilizer yet, you can still put down an autumn fertilizer for probably another week or two. It's not going to push too much growth in, but all the nutrients, all the nutrients, all the additional um, elements within that fertilizer will help your lawn still going into winter so it's not too late by any means half the time you get these ones that are like uh, autumn fertilizer and a winter feed and they'll maybe allow you to put them down all the way through till december you can buy one of them absolutely i've still got some uh, autumn fertilizer from total lawn so if i end up doing another baby feed that's the one that i'll be using so that's kind of where i'm at with it so if 
you haven't done so yet, I would look at still getting an open fertilizer down. It is not too late. Just stick it down and it will break down still with the amount of rain we're getting. Also alongside, even if you're getting frost in the morning, stick it down in the afternoon, lunchtime if you can, and it will still break down. Between the rain and even if you need to add additional bit of water just to help it break down, the granules are that small, it'll have no problem doing so. So that's my best bit of advice there. Also with the winter feeds, you can get these total loans just put up there pre-sales uh, pre and they are running out quick. They've only put something like a limited batch, I don't know the exact number, but they put up a story the other day saying that they are running low. So get your pre-sales in and get that down because as far as I'm aware, there's not many other companies that specialise in just a winter feed. So you might not be that keen, don't get me wrong, but I've been assured by speaking to Total Loan team themselves that any sort of my worries with it was will it still break down even when it's so cold even when we're definitely getting their morning frost and all the rest of it and they've assured me through testing or whatever that they've done that as long as you put down the granular fertilizer you know say some point in the afternoon when the frost is left they're like the morning dew and all the rest of it will just break down them granules anyway you're not going to be burning your lawns so anyway i'm going to be still putting down that winter feed in december time so bear and keep that in mind that that's still something you can be doing to help your lawn go through winter and also you've got the big one the way I say it what is iron sulfate it's kind of at the point that if you've been applying this throughout the year and you've been baby feeding it whatnot you've probably been using a slightly lower dose if it's the ProClean one that I use then it gets applied at around two milligrams uh, two grams per meter squared and if that's the case, you know, that's always given me a good green up through summer, spring, and it's fantastic. Now is the time when you want to be looking to up that rate. So you can more or less double that to 4 grams per meter squared now, if that's the one that you're using. If not, you may have to run some tests yourself and or look on the back of the label and see kind of what it advised for like hardening your the grass blades. But for myself, it's going to be going up to about 4 grams per meter squared. There's many benefits of this, as you know. It's going to control moss, it's going to help harden the plant and basically that comes within disease resistance through these colder temperatures. So that's something that if you don't have, I would recommend getting it, especially if you're more keener and you want it to look as best as it can going through winter and into spring, then iron sulphate is something that you can apply every sort of six to eight weeks, depending on what the fertilizer treatment that you're putting down on, you know, use this in conjunction with basically so just make sure that you're not putting down too much iron sulfate there's also a lot of problems that are with worm casts at the minute iron sulfate's going to be one of them that kind of helps with that i have not seen it personally i think you'd have to use that at a pretty high dosage quite often to sort of deal with the worm castings too much iron sulfate all at one time isn't going to massively help your lawn it's going to you know in the longer run so just be wary with that one but as you know with how the days are coming in with the shaded areas moss does creep back in so if not for anything else it's just going to control that factor especially some of the lawns i've seen that i've treated this year fantastic lawns and they might be in quite an open environment but because they're so heavy with thatch it was also causing then moss to like creep in and start taking over there's a couple of clients that i've spoke to this year and i've literally says you you need an iron sulfate dosage at some stage to help your lawn you know and some take you up on it and some don't and if you're doing this as a business and you're offering this then you've got to understand the client will do what the client wants to do 
you know, we're we're very lucky, I suppose, as homeowners when we're doing our own lawn care that we will do literally anything we want to do. If you want to put something down, you'll put it down. If you don't, you don't. Whereas for a client, you can sometimes say blatantly, this needs to be done. Because I know in March, April time, that when it comes to it, they're going to probably struggle. They're going to have a lot more moss on the lawn. They're going to have to probably get a full scarification again, probably pretty heavy because they haven't done these uh, preventative steps. But, you know, each to their own with it. But if you can see that your lawn's starting to get a bit spongy, moss is starting to creep back in, you've just done a heavy scarification three, four months ago, then you might want to look to applying something that's going to control the moss. Next one then. So they're, they're the treatments that you can do at your lawn to help you through. Start winding down for the season. As for cuts, so if you if you still have your one to three cuts left, whatever it may be, you might still have five, six cuts left. If you do, then just a few steps that I want you to make sure that you're doing. And the first one being is brush off worm casts. So especially if you've got longer blades of grass, you're probably not going to realize that you've got a lot of worm casts there. You might not have any, you might be lucky. But if you do, what happens as soon as you mow over them, especially if you've got something with a ruler on, it's just going to smudge it. It then for the next couple of weeks until it dries out, but at this time of the year, isn't very much. It's going to just smear that worm cast and it's just going to look like you've basically got no grass growing in certain spots. And it looks, quite honestly, pretty dreadful. So if you can, brush off your worm casts. You can use different things like... I've seen methods from bulldog clips, you know, like females bulldog clips or whatever they're called for the back of the hair, you know, the little claw clips. I've seen people use them and by putting them through the grass blade, you can kind of leave the grass blades and pick up underneath the working cast and take that away. You're going to look like an absolute mentalist going around 100 meters squared with your missus's bulldog clip. I get it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but you, when needs must, you know, other than that, you've got a blower. Um, so I always go out and I try to blow the lawn first. One, it dries off any residue that might be on the leaves before I'm cutting it. And two, it just pushes over them, uh, them worm castings so that I'm not going to be smearing them into the lawn. So that's the first one. However you do it, whatever you find works for you, brush off them worm casts, get rid of them. Next one from that is keep the area, keep off the area more than what you normally would. Quite frankly, it's not really the time of year where you're going to be out sunbathing you know, taking a walk probably around your garden as much, you know, the colour's getting lost and all the rest of it. But if you can do, you know, if you normally cut across the grass from your driveway to your home and whatnot, maybe just stick to the path now. Because it's so wet and the ground's holding so much more moisture, you're just going to start ruining the area and it's going to really look worse than normal, you know, than if you were doing it in summertime. So just keep off the area more than normal. And also clear any leaves or debris. i actually seen a post this morning talking about this and should I leave the leaves to break down I hear that they're really high in nutrients look when we're struggling this much for light at the moment and all the rest of it we're not getting much sunlight through at the moment the grass blades are going to be struggling by leaving leaves down on the lawn it can kill off areas of the lawn and just really starve the lawn of the nutrients that it needs so what I would advise is all the leaves are brilliant okay all rounder rake them up my advice is if you've got deciduous trees around you that are dropping leaves, then rake up these leaves, stick them in a black bag, so stuff them in, stick them in a black bag, poke loads of holes in the bottom of them and chuck it behind your garage, behind the wheelie bins, wherever it might be. And what will happen if you're unaware, it's 6 to 12 months, probably closer to 12, 
the leaves will break down, break down, break down, and what you'll end up with is a nice fine leaf mould. And this is fantastic. It's very high in all nutrients and everything else. When that breaks down, it almost looks like a black soil. It's all crumbly and all the rest of it. Add it to your borders. It's fantastic for the plants and, like I say, very high in nutrients. So not only are you taking the leaves off the lawn to help the grass, but you can also store them, let them break down, and you can use them next year for when you're planting and all the rest of it. It can really help, go a long way, and save you some money on buying things like composts and all the rest of it. Finally, for cutting your lawn, my last tip is going to be cut on a higher setting. So I've been saying this a few times now, and it's all the same. So I've moved up from where I've been cutting at 25, I worked it to 35, and now I'm at about 45mm on my home lawn. Some people keep it at, you know, cylinder cutting height, somewhere between 20 and 30 all year round. Fantastic, there's no problem with that. All that it is is that you're a bit more prone to diseases and all the rest of it through winter. So if not and you're looking to sort of leave it, just give it the best chances it can because you're not going to keep on top of it all year. Then just keep that blade a little bit higher. Remember, the blades of grass is kind of like the solar panels. So any light it is getting, the more leaf that there is on that blade, then the more that it's going to be able to take in. If this actually kind of goes on to a little bit on uh, my photosynthesis uh, video on YouTube. If you haven't seen that, then check that out. I kind of talk through this whole process and chlorophyll. If you want to know more on that, then like I say, you can check out my YouTube video that is on the account J Rock Lawn Care and Gardening, and there's plenty of videos on there. So check that out and have a look through that if you're a bit more interested in how the whole grass blade works and all the rest of it. That is through there. For that video, <clears throat> I'll actually stick a link in the bottom of this description notes. So if you're a slide all the way down from this podcast, you know, scroll down, it'll show you all the reviews and all the rest of it. And it'll also show you the, the description notes for this video. When you do so, I'll stick the link in there so you can just press that and off you go straight to the channel. Next then from the cuts, we've got your equipment. So this is another main one that people sort of focus on. And... Sometimes people do it wrongly, and wrongly or rightly, half the time the machines come through the other side absolutely fine, and they'll be working all right in March. But where it is going to take its toll is not maybe next March, but you know, in two, three, four years' time, you could start really getting problems. So the best is just to keep on with and store your equipment properly through winter. So the first one that I want to say is running your mowers, scarifiers, whatever it might be empty on fuel okay so you can either do this by draining the fuel line if you're not really keen on draining the fuel line because there's not much fuel in it or you just don't want to play around with the taps then instead of draining it you can just run it you're not going to break the machine by running it dry basically so just set it up keep it ticking away in the corner of your garden or something go for a brew and then hopefully in five ten minutes or whatnot it will drain depending on how much fuel you've got in there obviously so the first one is to drain it, especially on things like scarifiers or areas, whatever you might have hanging around, or what the chances are you're not going to be using these items probably till April time next year, if this year was anything to go by. So run them dry and get them empty, just so the fuel's not sitting in there and playing havoc basically with the line work. Other one is service, sharpen, all the rest of it. So you can also do this through the off time if you still want to feel like you're doing a bit of gardening doing a bit of prep staying on top of your equipment then you can 
quite honestly start looking at getting these things serviced the things that aren't getting used anymore commercially wise if you are using this on customers loan loans personally i don't shop in any blades until after probably the second cut of the season next year that's just simply because you know being off the grounds for so long the stones that make the way on a bit of branches you know you don't always have time to spot them you don't always have time to clear them so quite often you're hitting these and you probably you know your blades are taking a bit of a hit so personally i don't do any of the sharpening inside until after the first couple of cuts and then you know I, I come in and get them sharpened up for battery equipment so obviously battery mowers and all the rest of it are they're very much getting there now they're very much in the lines of being usable you know i think they have been for maybe about a year now or so depend like with the releases that have been going on for example the ego mowers their battery line is pretty fantastic I know a couple of guys that use their equipment quite a lot, their rotary mowers, and they really swear by them. So, with battery equipment, the only thing I can suggest with this is all the same with the blades, all the rest of it, depending on how you're using them. But for the batteries, only charge them at 50%. If you've got them currently at 100%, then maybe just wear the battery down a little bit to, to around 50% range and then store them. This is just advised by companies like Husqvarna that I've seen that recommend storing them at half rate and all it does is help keep the charges in and a better life span for that battery so get them down around 50% and then store them okay don't fully charge them thinking right I'll fully charge them now ready to go for next season leave them at 50% speaking of battery equipment obviously we've seen unless you've been under a rock we've seen the new Alex Sterling get released in the last week especially through Salt X as well, what everyone's went down to. If you're unaware of what that is, it's basically an event down Birmingham way and it's a it's the new releases of basically all the main brands, all the bits of equipment, sprayers, mowers, like from ride-ons to walk-behinds, everything. And this huge event and anyway, they've showed off the Alex Sterling there. And this is just one that I want to touch on quickly. It looks like an absolutely beautiful mower. Obviously, Alit's that leading brand in the UK that we look to for cylinders. And, you know, I'm going to say probably across the world as well for the homeowner. I know Swordman, they really, they're competing for that title as well. And, you know, I would say they're the two brands that I think of personally that are still manufacturing for the homeowner. Both very expensive, though. What I would say with it is if you haven't looked into the Sterling much so far, then the price tag roughly comes for the 17-inch cut around about 2900 odd you know with the battery what is quite honestly in my opinion past that of the general homeowner but they've held their hands up and said this isn't for the standard homeowner this new mower is for you know the keen enthusiast if you're using cylinder mowing for your you know gardening profession then this is for you as well and it's got this quick cartridge system something like seven seconds it takes that you can turn it from a mower to a scarifier to a verti cutter to a brush cartridge you know seven seconds what well, i just think is an absolute game changer because i know when i used to take my little suffolk punch out on jobs for lawn rakes between doing that maybe base cut as in the low cut and then changing it to a scarifier it only takes a you know two three minutes it doesn't take long at all but just to be able to hit them two release handles and swap that cartridge over and be back in within, let's say, 10 seconds is fantastic. If you haven't noticed it and you haven't actually seen it, the bottom half is your alit design. Gorgeous mower. 
but the top half in the battery system is actually Ego. So if you've got any Ego power tools or the rest of it at the moment, the multi-change is very, so the combi system is very popular with the homeowner as well as professionals. You know, these batteries then go across now to the Alit Sterling. So I just wanted to point that out anyway and just talk a little bit on it. My overall thoughts on it, if you're curious, is I think it's a fantastic mower. It looks absolutely epic. It just comes at a very high price range, but is it worth it? Probably so. You know, Alit seem to be doing things that are kind of ahead of the game and and they're pushing forward this UK market of cylinder mowers and you know new systems to forever benefit the user so i think that's absolutely fantastic and the customer service you know laura who works for them she controls the face uh, the instagram pages social media for all it she's really easy to talk to as well and she's always there giving advice so if you're ever in doubt or if you are thinking about one of these mowers between you know the sterling or the liberty that's the two battery ranges then get in touch with them because they are very they're very open to talk to and advise. So that was just my last point on that one with the battery equipment. But it's been absolutely fantastic. We are at the end of the season where everything looks beautiful. But it's just at the point where it means all the leaves are dropping. We're in the wetter weather. And, you know, we've just got to push through the next five months or so until we can really be back to starting our lawn care routines properly and fully. So if you've got any worries about that, if you're new to lawn care, if you do it as a business, gardening I mean, and you want to know more about lawn care and how to offer it in your business, then feel free to send me some messages. If it's sort of a general topic, then what I'm going to start doing is instead of just always answering really long messages in the DMs, because I do try and get back to every single person that gets in touch, I'm going to start then pushing it through to a podcast, and I'll actually just discuss it on these longer formats, where I can hopefully dig into a bit more information, bit more on the numbers, all the rest of it, and then I can get it back out to all years where, you know, more years are hearing from it. We're around about nearly 170 listeners per episode now on average. So, you know, that's fantastic. That's way above what I sort of thought it was going to be by this point. So knowing that sort of this sort of scale of people from, you know, the 12 different countries or something that listen to this podcast. So a big hello to everyone that's, you know, outside the UK and they're tuning in to listen to me. I really do appreciate it. But, you know, hopefully I can pass this knowledge on to all the rest of you and help more of you. So really don't be afraid to get in touch through my Instagram DMs and, you know, we can talk it through. Just on that last one there, what I said before with the YouTube channel, not only have I got the videos on sort of the autumn lawn care that are all still relevant, I also have some on the cleanups. Through the rest of the year on my channel, it's probably going to be more gardening related. So general pruning work, hedge work, that sort of thing. So feel free to you know, give me a follow, give me a subscribe, a like and a comment on the YouTube channel. And if you have came from the podcast over the YouTube on this rainy, wet Saturday morning, then just leave me a comment and say you know, you've came over from the podcast because you've heard it. And you know, it lets me know where you've came from. Also, on the podcast itself, you know, we're hitting the, like I say, with the ratings and where we're currently sitting on the charts. Massively appreciate the support. But what I could ask from you, is, if you don't mind, is one thing that I've read in that actually really helping the podcast is also your downloads, not just your, your views. So if you don't mind, when it comes to you listening to these episodes, if you could just smash that download button and one, it's going to give you a clear view of the whole or clear listen of the whole podcast. 
okay there's not going to be any stops and starts if you're in somewhere that's got bad signal but it's also going to boost the podcast what will then bring more through what's going to help me be able to make these more efficient all right so that's my little sell there on if you could just hit download or if you're on spotify subscribe to the play uh, to the playlist to the podcast that is also really appreciated so look I hope you all out there have a really, really good Saturday. This weekend, you know, firework night, you might be celebrating in your own back gardens. It might be at the local fields. It might be at a local event. Personally, it's been cancelled where I am. But I really hope you just enjoy that time, whether you're with your family or just your friends. Enjoy it. You know, what a what an eye-opener to be able to be in these sort of situations where we can be surrounded by the loved ones that we have in our lives, family, friends. And, you know, let's not take it for granted. So just enjoy it. Uh, Thank you very much for tuning in for this week's podcast. And I will see you next week for another top podcast by yours truly, Sam Jarocki. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time.